When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Monday, President's Day, February 15th. Happy belated Valentine's Day to you all. This is the program where even on a national holiday, when exchanges in the United States are closed, we are still delivering content to you. You know why? Because your questions are not stopping. And we are building up this huge inbox. If you want to jump the line, the easiest thing to do is to tell us that you'll appear on the program with us. That's what Corey did. He is joining us from San Diego. So tell us, what can we do for you today, sir? Sure. So I am 26. I'm working from home for a major company and maxing out 401k, Roth IRA, HSA, and have some invested funds at Wealthfront that I'm I'm trying to decide what to do with. I've decided to pursue real estate. So I'm actually working on an offer on a property right now, but have a couple questions around how and when to take that money out for this property and future properties. Okay. How much money is in the Roth right now? Well, so the 401k is Roth and the yep. IRA is Roth. Yep. So how so, much is in both? Let's say uh, total invested in the Roth construct. One About 160. Great. How much do you earn? Uh, about 110. Great. And when you say you're about to buy, are you going to buy to live in it or buy it as a rental property? Solely as a rental property. I don't have interest in buying in California and I'm not leaving here anytime soon. Okay. How much money is in the Wealthfront account? About 140. And is the Wealthfront account essentially also your emergency reserve or do you have a separate checking account for that? Separate savings account, Capital One, about 25 in there. Okay. That that would get you through six months-ish if something bad happened? That would be about eight to 10 months. Yeah. Perfect. Any debt, school debt left over, anything like that? No school debt. The only other, no other liabilities, the only other assets to be aware of are, uh, have a separate brokerage account Vanguard that has about... Uh, 15000 in there. And then the HSA has about 16000 invested. That's great. Okay. Now, in the Wealthfront account, how is that invested? Is it mostly, is it sort of some sort of age-based aggressive model that they have you in with that 140? Yeah. I set the risk score and it's at 9.5 out of 10 right now. So it's That sounds about, risky. <laughs> yeah. It's very risky. Uh, it's, it's 95% 
it's all stocks, all low cost ETFs, mostly Vanguard. Okay. Now tell me about the rental property that you will be purchasing. How much are you going to spend on that? It's in Arkansas. The offer was accepted for 210. I'm exploring what the best ROI is between 20% down and 25% down and how Mm -hmm. points play into that. Mm -hmm. So it'll be somewhere between, call it 45 to 60 down payment. Uh, And some of you who are listening might think that's weird, but when it's rental property, what the lenders are going to do is they're going to say, we want to make it a little bit harder. If you put a little bit more money down, then we'll give you a better rate. And if you want to leverage it a little bit more, the rate won't be as good, but you don't have to tie up as much of your money. And why Arkansas? You have to like, who's there? I worked there for a year uh, right out of college. I'm familiar with the area. It's growing quickly. So I I have contacts there and it seems like a a good place to go for my first place. Okay. And it's going to be a pretty cheap mortgage. So let's just, let's presume you put 60 down, you get $150,000 mortgage. You know, again, like it may be less. When I'm looking at rental property, I really just want to look at it as how do I leverage it, right? How do I borrow enough money to make this, you know, really juice this up? And you're familiar with the area. And and does that mean because it's a remote location, you're going to hire a someone to manage the property on your behalf? Yep. So I have the manager set up and I have factored that into the cost Great. evaluation. And so what I think you ought to do is immediately, do you have to fix this up at all? I mean, is there going to be some money that's going to be necessary, not just from a down payment, you're going to have some closing costs, but is there any money you need to allocate to deal, I don't know, painting it or whatever? Yeah, maybe a thousand cosmetics, but structurally, it's pretty good. We're going to have the inspection next week, but I do not uh, expect any concerns. Okay. So here's what I would do. Um, First of all, I might have a separate bank account where I just have this rental property, like just so you have a little pot of money that's really earmarked for the rental property. The money that's in Wealthfront, I presume that a lot of that money or and and or the Vanguard money has you're going to have to pay some capital gains on that. Right. I mean, you you got so you got one hundred fifty five thousand. I would between the two accounts, you know, I would probably start freeing up 50, 60 grand pretty quickly because now you're going to be closing. So now you're going to have to free up the money. Is there any reason why you should have a Wealthfront and a Vanguard account? Should we close that Vanguard account out at this point? That's, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. The only reason I have the Vanguard account is because I have stock that was gifted to me that I don't want to sell. And other than that, there's nothing. The rest is in cash. It was previously in stocks that I sold because I wasn't comfortable with it. So outside of that one stock that is hold, that is held at Vanguard, I don't have any need to invest okay. in individual things. What a pain in the neck, though. Um, what's the stock? Texas Instruments. Hmm. Must be an old someone worked there. Huh? Yeah. Bar Mitzvah stock. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to have to. So what I mean, look, you can go into the wealth front. You got the cash in the Vanguard. Interestingly, obviously, what you know, there's two choices. You could blow out of the wealth front account and move everything into Vanguard, but then you're gonna have to pay the tax on it. So that's a pain in the neck. So just, I, I like wealth front, so I don't I don't feel the need. Good. Perfect. So sell what you're gonna need for this property. There should be an operating account for the property just in case it's vacant or something happens. And you know, you can put it all in your savings account or you can make a separate account. You can like make up a you know, sort of a dummy account that is with your your current bank or, you know, really make it easy. And maybe you would have, that would be an, a way that you could have 
you know, the money being very much separate or siloed from your other money so that you can really start tracking how well you're doing on this property, right? And you can have all the rents that flow into there. And then you can make sure that the money that comes out, you know, those are expenses. And then you can really make a determination, you know, what's my return on my investment that I've made my 50 or 60 grand. So I would do that. You know, it sucks to pay taxes, but you know, it's great to make money. So, you know, hopefully you will, you know, make it the long-term capital gains, not short-term. There's nothing that's a loser in there, is there? There's one smaller fund, but for the most part, it's all it's all gains. But I do have a question on that on the liquidation of wealth front of Vanguard. I I understand the need to pay taxes. That doesn't concern me. I'm I've accepted that. Mm-hmm. There's a small chance that this doesn't close right for whatever reason after the inspection or whatever. And if we close in a month, I'll have to bring the funds. Then I know you don't like timing the market. What is your suggestion on, for example, selling sixty grand today versus selling sixty grand in a hmm. month? I guess it could fall through, which is a drag. Maybe what I would do is so you're going to have an accepted offer. Let's wait till the inspection. That's usually when the deal falls apart. Okay. So once you have the, the engineer's inspection, then you do it. You know, look, don't skimp on things like insurance and like, you know, the things that you're going to have to have that normally might seem like expensive and annoying. Just, you know, you're, you are now a landlord and people sue landlords for things that happen. So just double check that your property and casualty insurance is up to date, that you have a good policy, that, you know, everything is tidy. And then after the inspection, that's when I would pull the trigger. Got it. Two more questions on this Go guy. Go for it. Number one, on the 20% down versus 25% down, if I put 25% down long-term, I'm paying less, obviously, because of less interest, and it's going to help me cash flow more because of the lowest lower mortgage payment. Mm. but the 20% down will have the better ROI. So yeah, 20%. 20%. Okay. Yep. Even even though the rates may be non-cash flow and cash flow inhibitive. I mean, it could, shouldn't be that big a difference of 20 to 25% down. In some in some rates, I've seen up to a half a point. What? I know. Three and a half versus three. You know, if it's a half a point, then probably the 25 works. Um, and, you know, you don't ever make extra payments on these mortgages. Look, I'm still going to lean towards 20 down because it's rental property and your rents will rise, but your fixed costs will remain fixed for 30 years. So I still think 20 probably works. Maybe at a half a point, I would do the 25 down. It's not going to make a huge difference to you because you have the money. You know, essentially, even if you were breaking even cash flow wise, right, real cash flow, you still are going to look good and show maybe a little loss on your taxes. And that's worth it for you. You're a young guy. You're going to keep making more money. So I'm going to lean towards 20 unless that this is really a half point. And if you can find like something that's a little bit narrower, like, I don't know, three eighths, something like that, maybe I'd lean towards the 20. Got it. Okay. And thoughts on points? Zero. Okay. Um, and then last question on this guy, LLC or no? And if so... Do I form it in my home state? Uh, I'm not an expert in LLC. I need to learn more mm. about it. But do I form in it in my home state of Texas due to the lack of income tax? I know it's going to complicate things having tax situations in three different states. Well, I, I don't think I would do that. Here's what I think I would do. I would. Who is your real estate? You're going to have a, someone who helps you close this deal in Arkansas. I would talk to a lawyer about that. I don't know whether it's really – I mean, with one property, it's probably not necessary – but if you think there's going to be more than one, 
you can have property trusts, you can have an LLC, you can then sort of hang your shingle out as like, hey, I'm doing real estate on the side and there are some tax benefits to that. Um, But I would talk to an attorney first, understand the rules in Arkansas before you do it. And also it can screw up your mortgage process. Talk to a lawyer first. Sounds good. Thank you guys. Hey, thanks so much. If you, like Corey, would like to come on the program and talk it through, you know, sometimes it's just easier when we're talking together, nice and easy going, right? Just give us a shout. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. And when you send us your email, say, I would like to come on the show with you. And Mark will do the rest. Leave us a rating, leave leave us a review, and don't forget to wash your hands, to wear your masks, to maintain your physical distancing, and lift someone up today. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.